break 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 You're listening to Breakthrough News, and this is The Punch-Out. We're following the news all day so you don't have to, giving you everything you need to know about what's in the headlines and what should be. And yes, we are back here on The Punch-Out, 22nd of August. 2022, 8-22-22. Very happy to be back with you here on the show, and we've got plenty for you here on the show today. We're going to be talking about some of the realities about death row in the United States. A new study, the most comprehensive to date of every death sentence issued in the United States since 1972, has revealed one stunning fact. The single most likely outcome of any death sentence in the United States is that the conviction is ultimately overturned and not reimposed. Looking at the facts themselves, 49.9%, essentially half of all death sentences since 1972, have been overturned. One other way to look at that statistic is that a death sentence is three times more likely to be reversed as a result of a court decision than it is to result and an execution. So just finally on that statistic, that means that half of all people sentenced to death in the last 50 years in the United States were either actually innocent, victims of prosecutorial or police misconduct, or were freed due to some other form of gross negligence on the part of the authorities. These new facts come from the Death Penalty Information Center's new Death Penalty Census, a comprehensive effort to track every death sentence from 1972 to January 1, 2021. They've documented 9,700 death sentences delivered in 1,280 counties across 40 states in addition to the federal government and the U.S. military. Geographically, however, the executions are not evenly distributed. As the Death Penalty Information Center points out, quote, just 34 counties, fewer than 1.1% of all counties in the United States, accounted for half of everyone on death row in U.S. states as of the 1st of January 2021. 2% of U.S. counties accounted for 60.8% of all death row prisoners, and 82.8% of U.S. counties did not have anyone on death row, end quote. And just further deepening this issue, the death penalty census outlines that, quote, just five counties, Harris, Texas, that's where Houston is, Dallas, Texas, Behar, Texas, Tarrant, Texas, and Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, account for more than one-fifth, that's 20%, of all executions in the United States in the past 50 years. 2% of U.S. counties accounted for half of all executions. It's well known that the death penalty is racist, and this death penalty census by the Death Penalty Information Center details that fact once again. They outline that, quote, it is 5.9 times more likely that an execution carried out in the U.S. over the past 50 years involved one or more white victims than it involved only black victims. 78.1% of executions in the U.S. in the past 50 years were in cases involving white victims. 13.3% were in cases with only black victims. End quote. 
So in other words, you are more likely to get sentenced to death if you kill a white person. Something also borne out by the fact that as the report notes, quote, 60% of black defendants who have been executed were sentenced to death for killing white victims. Just 34.4% of executions of African-Americans were for killing black victims, end quote. Now, there are a couple notable elements here. One is that even though 78.1% of executions were in cases involving white victims, white people are not, in fact, 78.1% of murder victims. It's honestly a little hard to say the exact number because crime statistics are kept so poorly. But by my calculations, looking at one year, 2018, only about 35 to 41% of murders were of white people. So that gives you a clear sense of how disproportionate this really is and what these stats really mean as it concerns the death penalty in the U.S., which is that black lives do not matter. The death penalty is supposed to be for, quote unquote, the most heinous crimes. Clearly, prosecutors in the broader criminal legal system define the most heinous crimes disproportionately as crimes where white people are killed and disproportionately where white people are killed by black people. This is exactly what people mean when they say the death penalty is an instrument of social control. That, ultimately, the way it's carried out is designed to send a message. What message? Well, that certain types of crimes against certain individuals are going to be less tolerated than others. It defines the boundaries of what authorities will spend all their time on and what they will spend little to no time on, which, of course, is going to affect the broader behavior of individuals. Now, sticking on the same theme of racial dynamics as it regards the death penalty, the Death Penalty Information Studies Death Penalty Census also noted, quote, Defendants of color constitute 52.8% of those sentenced to death over the past 50 years, yet they make up 64.2% of death row exonerees and 83.1% of all death row prisoners later found to be ineligible for the death penalty because of intellectual disability. They go on to further note that, quote, while black defendants constitute 41.7% of those sentenced to death in the past 50 years, they are 54% of death row prisoners who have been exonerated and 68.3% of death row prisoners later found to be ineligible for the death penalty because of intellectual disability. And on top of that, the Death Penalty Information Center adds, quote, defendants of color constitute 44.3% of those executed over the past 50 years, but are 54.5% of those executed for offenses committed as juveniles. 69.8% of the intellectually disabled defendants to be executed before Atkins v. Virginia declared the practice unconstitutional, and 75% of the likely intellectually disabled prisoners who have been executed despite Atkins' prohibition of the practice, end quote. And that wasn't enough. They also add that, quote, Black defendants constitute 34.2% of those executed in the modern era. Half of those executed for offenses committed as juveniles were black, and 63% of intellectually disabled defendants executed before Atkins, and 62% of the likely intellectually disabled defendants executed post-Atkins also have been black. This again speaks to the broader point of whose lives matter and social control. The fact that non-white and in particular black defendants are more likely to be exonerated and make up a very significant portion of those convicted who have intellectual disabilities and happen to be juveniles speaks very heavily to the fact that not only does the criminal legal system deem the murder of whites as more important than the murder of blacks, but that they are way more likely to just railroad a black person in order to get a conviction than a white person. So again, this speaks to the point about social control. How could it not affect society writ large if it's as clear as day that you are more likely to be charged, convicted, and executed for being a black person who kills a white person, and that on top of that, you're more likely to be falsely accused and falsely convicted of killing a white person if you are black? 
There is zero way that that isn't sending a very strong message to black America about who and what is valued in this country. And it certainly sends a broader message to white America about what you can probably get away with. All that being said, the death penalty has been in decline in the U.S. for the past decade, as the Death Penalty Information Center notes, saying, quote, death sentences have declined in the U.S. by approximately 90 percent after peaking at more than 300 per year for three consecutive years in the mid-1990s, including a 70 percent decline over the decade preceding the pandemic. There have been fewer than 50 new death sentences imposed each year since 2015, end quote. This is happening for a few reasons. One is technical. It's become quite difficult to conduct a lethal injection because pharmaceutical companies have gone out of their way to stop the use of their drugs and executions since those medicines are not approved to be used to kill people. So that means many states have turned to shady black market options, but given a range of difficulties around obtaining the drugs and the attempts to avoid legal scrutiny for botched executions that may result, a number of states have slowed or stopped executions. The other reason is many of the general facts we've listed today are, in fact, known to many people. That is, that the death penalty is racist and also that it's ineffective. For instance, of the top 10 states with the highest murder rate between 1987 and 2015, seven have the death penalty, including the top two, Louisiana and Mississippi. So you put the technical issues together with the very fact that it's clear that the death penalty is applied very unfairly, and it doesn't actually stop people from killing people, and you have a decline in the number of death sentences being issued. Currently, the number of people on death row or facing jeopardy of being resentenced to death on state death row has declined to about 2,500. It's the first time it's reached that level since 1991. However, the states still trying to execute people are going to greater and greater lengths to do so. Arizona is trying to bring back the gas chamber using the same gas the Nazis did in World War II. Alabama, also trying to use a gas chamber. They're trying to pioneer a method never used before, choking people to death on nitrogen gas. And some states are still using bootleg versions of drugs like midazolam and lethal injections. Executions using midazolam have been described as like a, quote, chemical burning at the stake. So while the death penalty is declining, it's also becoming more vicious, which once again speaks to the issue of social control. The death penalty is not about deterring people from murdering anyone. It's about sending a message about who will get the most brutal treatment, even if you didn't do it. That's the punch out for today. We're with you Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. here in New York East Coast Standard Time, 2 p.m. in Los Angeles Pacific Standard Time, and 9 p.m. GMT. And of course, you can support everything we do here at Breakthrough News at patreon.com slash breakthrough news. It's your patronage that keeps all of our offerings here at Breakthrough News moving forward. And of course, you can check us out across all your social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at BT Newsroom. 